Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the Wild Cards Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Coleman Madlin. I'm joined here today by my good friends and fellow co-hosts. The GOAT, Joshua Sykes. Brandon Orkey. And today, we're back with another podcast episode. I think this is our 26th podcast. And uh, I think, was it a year ago tomorrow when we started the, the Wild Cards Podcast? So that's pretty cool. You guys any, have anything to add about that before we get started? I mean, it's been a great year with y'all ch- uh, chatting it up, you know, y'all some yappers for real. And yeah, we enjoy doing that together. So I'm glad uh, Hell I yeah. came up with the idea to make a podcast. Uh, okay. There you go. We always got to have someone to take credit for stuff. You know, it's it's not about having fun. It's always whose idea was it? You're right. You're right. It was it was your All idea. Right. Brennan, Brennan, any thoughts, any any reflections, any anything you would do differently? Um, you know, no, you know, started from the bottom. Now we're here. I right. got my money up. For sure, for sure. Okay. Wait, you're getting paid. Yeah, we have a we have a one-on-one deal going on. Yeah, if you if your performance metrics go up, I'll think about adding you to the payroll. But for now, let's get right into the news. So first of all, 49ers, man. We'll talk about the Super Bowl later. You know, our our thoughts, our reactions, our our immediate. You know, uh, should we have put money on on a different team? But for for now, let's talk about the recent news. Kyle Shanahan, you know, came out today and he said he's going to fire uh, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes after just one year and. Um, you know, it was a, a big thing. San Francisco's defense was big all year. Um, all the pieces they have, I mean, headlined by the guys of what, uh, Nick Bosa, you know, Fred Warner, uh, it's a lot of big names there and they did pretty well throughout the season. Uh, I'm pretty sure top five in a bunch of metrics, but at the end of it, they just couldn't hold off the top powered offenses. The ones that made through it all the way, uh, all the way through the final or through the playoffs that is rather. And. Uh, and, and Kyle Shanahan and, and company must have thought that wasn't enough out of Steve Wilkes with the pieces they had and ended up firing him. So do you guys have any thoughts about that? You know, I mean, you give me that defense. I think I'll stop a few uh, few passes from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey in the second half. I mean, we all knew that's where the ball was going, so I don't know how you don't stop it. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you do have one of your your second best linebacker go down with an unfortunate injury. That was bizarre. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that later when we get back to the Super Bowl, but uh, still, I think you find a way to win that game. I mean, you hold them to, what was it, 19-19? So, or what What was that? What was the score? It was 19-19, was it not, going in after the fourth quarter? It was 19-19 going into overtime. If you really yeah. watched the game, Josh, with your I eyes. I did. I just can't exactly remember the score. I'm sorry, Brandon. Um, but, uh, yeah, you hold them to 19, which is awesome. But also, this Chiefs team is not like Chiefs teams of the past. They don't rely on their offenses. I mean, they don't rely on their offense as much. They rely on the defense. And exactly. I feel like you. Could, I feel like you got one more stop in you at least. Was this one of the first games this season? Do you guys think that the the Forty ers were outpaced on, um, or had were facing a better defense than they had? Um, I'd say no, because they played the Ravens. I think okay. the Ravens' um, defense was probably the best this year. Obviously, it didn't show up in the playoffs when, you know, Patrick Mahomes did his thing. But I think, I don't know, I thought about this when they fired him. You know, like, how hard can it be to scheme? You have two weeks for the Super Bowl to, like, watch film and scheme against any team. Like, you know, I'll just use the Chiefs, for example, because that's who they lost to. Like Josh said, it's going to Travis Kelsey. And then, so all you have to do is you put your best linebacker on him 
best coverage guy, which I don't think is Fred Warner. I don't think he has as great as coverage as um, uh, Ward or Greenlaw, but Greenlaw did get injured. And then, like, you know, I force him to, like, make a play to, like, MVS or Noah Gray, which obviously, like, he does, but I'd rather live like that than allow Travis Kelsey to dice up my defense when it matters the most. He did an outstanding job limiting him, and and thank you for that. And I I, I like what you said there. Um, I they did a great job in in the, in the first half or yeah, like at halftime. You had one catch, one yeah. yard. Or on the flip side, you could say maybe Andy Reid, who I would say is the second greatest head coach of all time. I'm just gonna go out and say it. Uh, I think maybe he just wasn't planning right. Or obviously, you know, there was the big dispute. Um, and we're just talking about the Super Bowl now. We, we, you guys just want to talk about it now? Just get get it out of the way. It was a big thing that happened. You might as well just talk about it now. Um. Uh, obviously, there was that big incident that it was caught on camera so much, so many times. The Travis Kelsey pushing Andy Reid. You know they weren't on the on, on the same page at the first half. Travis Kelsey obviously thought he uh, should be more involved in the offense, which uh, I think personally, no matter how much or how how much more you think you should be involved, that's you you never go up and push your coach. I mean that's just ridiculous. at any level, man. I mean I don't care if you're getting paid more. I mean he's getting paid more than Andy. I don't care what 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 the situation is. You don't go punt your push your coach and get the, get in his face that's just uh and, and I, there was a bunch of commentary on social media like about players who thought they would be fired if they did that to their coach which I, I, you know back when i was playing D division one football for um alabama if i went up to nick saban and and i said and i and i said and i got in his face like that you best believe i'd be off the team i'd be off the team in, in, in half an instant you know their starting quarterback just gone off the and and so i just think it's kind of like a, a weird dynamic that you can have with those with especially in today's age where like people are have different relationships with coaches like players will are on different relationships with coaches uh, compared to a couple 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 decades ago um and i don't know i just think it's interesting but yeah obviously they weren't on the same page for the first half but they obviously turned it around in the second half and i, I wonder if that if that's what did it i wonder if that uh if if the 49ers won this game obviously he wouldn't have been fired uh i still think that their performance uh, alliance wasn't that good but no i think you're right i mean obviously like if you know if they obviously win i don't think you fire him like you know you I mean, can't still might but i don't think you would i think you would just like tell him to like change his scheme because they're saying like shanahan's reasoning was saying that like the scheme didn't fit them because you know like they had domico ryan's who did great with that team yeah and they had uh sala the jets head coach it's like you know it's basically the same defense people were performing and steve wilkes performed like in the regular season but i mean it doesn't matter when you have to get to the playoffs like they were losing to the packers and then you know somehow won the lions blew what was it 24 to 3 at halftime lead and then they win so i yeah. mean well, i think keep going you know, i think if they win the super bowl there's still a chance they get fired because he didn't do that good but i think you would just tell him sure you know, hey, to be fair though I, I don't think I don't think Wilkes or I, I don't think uh, Wilkes is on, nearly on the same level as, as Robert Sala or D'Amico Ryan's by by any means. I don't think he's a guy that's going to go out and get a head coaching job and succeed like the way that they have done. I, but that's just me. Do you, would you guys disagree? Do you think Wilkes is a guy who can go out and and get a head coaching job after after that performance or those performances? Yeah, he kind of just reminds me of a guy, uh, Todd Boyles from Tampa Bay, you know, kind of just like a lateral movement for him from Tampa. Uh, they kind of moved on for Similar reasons, I guess, skiing thing. He kind of reminds me of him. So I, I don't think he'll get a head coaching job, no. But I do think he's – I don't think he's a bad defense coordinator. I just think maybe he just didn't 
I don't know if scheme correctly to the Chiefs. I don't I don't really know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And and at the end of the day, obviously the the injury, the Greenlaw injury, which I mean we said we were gonna talk about it later, but we're talking about the Super Bowl now. It was the injury where he was excited running off the running off the sideline after I think it what was a, a, a Niners stop or a Niners uh uh, no, it was just, so it was a punt. It was a punt, punt right? And he was running he, back onto the field, right? Yeah. Or you could say it. No, I mean you were saying it. You just oh, okay, sure. Oh, my bad. It was, it was just like, you were calling me was, out for for my for my for my BS. Yeah, the 49ers punted it. I mean, he was. Hyped. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And he's really hyped. Like, he's running out on the field. Going to be their second drive, and then he goes to run on the field, and Hop goes to the Achilles. Yeah, that's just. That's so you think you think he's going to join? Uh, Aaron Rodgers and his recovery program and smoke some ayahuasca this offseason? Sure. I think he'll be back by a training camp. No, I'm kidding. I don't even think the injury was that was that bad. Was it a was it completely torn? Yeah, he tore. Full tear. Full tear. Wow. That's crazy. I thought I saw something where it was still being evaluated, but I guess it was released recently. Uh, Brandon has inside sources on there. Oh, yeah, he's ahead. He's ahead. Our, well, because I like, you know, I care about our job. Dude. Yeah, senior correspondent. That's why you're that you have that title. Um, yeah, come on, dude. But but overall, uh, I mean, let's think about the the bigger picture here. Mahomes wins his third Super Bowl, and he is now. I mean, not not now, but not, nothing changed about this. But this year, but he has two MVPs. Uh, let's just throw it out there. Brady only had three MVPs, uh, and he obviously he had the seven rings. But Mahomes is only twenty eight at this pace. He's won a ring every other year in his career. Not exactly every year, but half the years he's been in the league. I, I don't see a way that. This race doesn't get any more competitive. I, I see Mahomes winning much more championships. It doesn't have to be a three-peat, but I see him staying with Kansas City, and I see him um, for a very long time dominating, um, which I'm sure many people agree with me. But there are some people that I've been talking to, just friends around a friends around Tallahassee, and and they've been saying that uh, the race will never be competitive because of the of the two wins that Brady has in the playoffs. And while I agree, like there's always. <laughs> It's hard to like, I mean, you'll never just argue. I, 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 that's what I was going to say. I also disagree. The two wins, like, because you could say that a guy like Eli Manning, who has the two wins over, over, over Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, does that make him the GOAT? Josh, does that make him the GOAT? Does he have seven rings? No, he has two rings. So and he doesn't have, and he doesn't have the stats that Brady has. Just because so if, if, uh, Eli Manning had seven rings in three in three uh in this yeah he'd be the go he'd be the go okay I just want to see where the yeah. playing field is at so if if uh if Brady and Mahomes let's say they end end their both career both their careers obviously Brady's is over, over we think um you know Vikings need a QB but we'll move on uh, I I think uh if they end their careers and they have the exact same stats you think that those two wins will play that much of a difference yeah okay I did what do you think Mahomes has well, to do to overcome that. But on top of the, so you're saying I he has. I definitely think he has to do what Brady did with getting a ring somewhere else. Because I don't, oh. don't get me wrong, it's a great situation there. That's why he's winning these rings. It's is not it just though? him. Is it though? I don't think the situation was great at all. He had a. I think it's an amazing above average. Situation. I think he had an above average defense, but his his absolutely garbage can offense, including his receivers, well made up for that fact. And actually, I I think they're a, a, a average team at best. I think in the last. Say I would say two years. I would say after they, after they traded Tyreek, I would say, and their defense got better. Yeah, I mean they have a top ten defense right now. I feel like maybe in top five, you really want to look at it that way with Spagnolia calling the plays. Uh, you got the second greatest head coach of all time, Andy Reid. You got the second greatest tight end of all time, 
I mean, what do you not have besides maybe like a receiver? But like that's it. That's, time, it. that's not it. their fault. They don't have a receiver number one. That's something that they need to get. I would. If, I think like, y'all are sleeping on Rashid Rice. I am. I, Rashid, I am yeah, sleeping I like on, Rashid. on Rashid. I'm sleeping I'm, on Rashid Rice because I think he's, he's a not good option too. They haven't developed him into what he could be. First of all, like I think he'll eventually be good. But guys like MVS and all, they're not going to like they're not good. I'm sorry that their receiving core besides Kelsey is. Uh, uh, despicable. I mean, you have a guy like Kadarius Tony who forced him not to play. I, I mean, for, I don't even know if he's going to get a ring. They forced him not to play. He probably, I mean, obviously he has drop issues, but they they really do not have any room. They need to either draft an outstanding, you know, first round, uh, which, I mean, their pick's going to be terrible. Do they even have a pick this year? 32. 32. Okay. So they, ha they still have their pick, but are they going to get a great talent at 32? And do they need, they probably need to address other needs anyway. But I, I think that they pick up a, a, a great wide receiver in free agency. It's not like they can't. I mean, they have the best quarterback, most talented quarterback of all time on their team. It's not like they, they won't be able to as long as money issues aren't, you know, the, the biggest, uh, biggest issue. So I, I think that's their biggest goal this season is to maintain their defense and pick up a wide receiver and maybe get another piece for their O-line. And that's that's really all they should do. And then work on getting their contract situated so that they can make better runs, not just next year and the year after, but like set up for like a, 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 a set the team up to where they should not have to rebuild. Like a, you know what I'm saying? Like work out the contracts or just keep pushing them back or not. That's not what I mean. But like set them to where there's going to be one or two years where it's going to be down maybe and then keep going full blast. Any, any thoughts? I mean, not really. Um, I mean, I mean, do we want to continue talking about the Super Bowl and talk about Brock Purdy's, uh, how everybody's dissing on Brock Purdy right now? Yeah, uh, that's so tough, man. I feel bad for Brock Purdy. Do you think it's warranted, though? Do you think he played bad or he didn't play good? Or what do you think? I think he played fine. What, what do you think, Brendan? I think, um, as far as it goes, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. I think he played average. Um, I mean, I know it's his, he is, you know, I mean, people can't keep saying that he's like the last pick. I mean, I get it. But, like, once you reach, like, the NFL and you get, like, the starting job, like, you are the starting QB. I don't care, like, you know, what, what your background is, okay? And, you know, as much as that team did deal with injuries, like, uh, Debo Samuel, like, I think had, like, an Achilles cramp. George Kittle had, like, a something with his shoulder. And, I mean, Christian McCaffrey's just a dog. I mean, he yeah. did have that fumble. But I think, like, when you have a team like that and, you know, I'm just going to, like, I don't know. I just think they were set up to win. And they didn't win. Um, and so, I mean, obviously it's not all of his fault, but there's definitely some things that he could have done better, but he doesn't have that experience yet. So it's nothing against what he did. He did the best he could. And I think the best he could have done was average because he hasn't like learned some of the things that Patrick Mahomes, you know, already knows. I think one of the biggest things that's like helping Brock Purdy's case is there's a bunch of people. I mean, you guys see it on the TV and it, they push the narrative, the the Mr. Irrelevant so hard that I think they have a lot of people like feeling bad and be like, oh, it's okay. He's average. He, he wasn't supposed to be good. He was the last pick in the draft. Whereas like, oh, there's a lot of undrafted players who, I mean, not specifically quarterbacks, but a lot of undrafted players like just do really well. Uh, and Kurt they, Warner was an undrafted player. Exactly. Hall of Fame. So, I mean, there's there's players and there's instances where, where it all happens. And I think that this like plot armor that he has by being the a, worst. Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, but he, but he is on an outstanding team and the fact that they couldn't get it done is bad. But besides that, I, th I still think he had a pretty good... I mean, the first half was pretty good, I'd say. is above average. And the second half, you know, below... I don't think he played worse than Mahomes. I think Mahomes and him are pretty even in that stat. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I don't think that they, they he did poorly. But 
at the same time, I'm I'm talking about other games and like in general. Whenever like the the 49ers lost or or did bad, I think a lot of it was like, oh look at Brock Purdy, man, he's so cute. We should uh we should we should we shouldn't feel bad or we should feel bad for him because he was the Mister Irrelevant and we shouldn't you know put any uh we shouldn't like criticize him the same way we would any other quarterback. And that's kind of the vibe I get from people when I, when they talk about Brock Purdy and like the way he you know is playing and his performance. So I don't know. That's just one thing I thought I'd share. I don't, I don't really get that though because it's like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's almost the exact opposite the way I'm feeling. Like, I feel like people are hating on him for no reason. Like, this is second year in the league. Okay, he's been to an NFC Championship and he's been to a Super Bowl. Pretty crazy. I mean, he's on pace like Mahomes was. I mean, Mahomes went to six AFC Championships. Mark Purdy had missed the NFC Championship. Now teams are different. Talent level for is sure. different. I'm sure. But I'm saying like. I feel like we're putting too much pressure on him. He's coming into a situation where he was third string quarterback coming in, and now he beat out two. I, I, but you can't even say that though. He's been the, the the guy for a year and a half. He he's been that guy. So I mean, I I and I know. I know, but he came into a situation where he was third dude on the depth chart. So he he's not anymore. Spot. He's not anymore. He's I know, but that, okay, anymore. that takes up his whole year though. Okay, we'll just call it last year. This is his first like true year coming in knowing he's a starter. And he made it to the Super Bowl. I get it. It's a stacked team. I get that. I'm not saying that he shouldn't have won that game. Now, if I'm the offense coordinator, I take it out of his hand and put it in my, Christian McCaffrey's a little bit more often. True. We win that game. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's Brock Purdy's fault. I think Brock Purdy played a good enough game to win. But I think there was some, of course, with the defense and all that, some things happened where he lost on the last play to the best quarterback on the field in the NFL today. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you do? Sure. Do you guys want to move on to the, the Dallas Cowboys finalizing a deal with Mike Zimmer? I mean, we can. Do you want to talk about that, Josh? Yeah, I'll talk about it. Uh, Cowboys finalized a deal with Mike Zimmer, of course. Uh, Coleman, he prays to Mike Zimmer every morning. He has a picture yes, of him on his wall. Yep. Uh, Mike Zimmer, uh, former... Uh, was he DC at? Oh, uh, he, no, he's head coach. Head coach of the Vikings. Oh, he was head coach. I remember. Yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, my disrespect to Mike Zimmer. My bad. You know. But, oh no, uh, it's it's deserved. He, he was pushed out at the end. He, yeah. You know, he was they, they moved on for a reason. Yeah, Minneapolis miracle. But besides that, that's about it. I think two playoff wins. But so overall, just get, get him the hell out. So I'm surprised that he's definitely a defensive minded guy. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see what they do. But it's the Cowboys again. So who knows? So they moved on from uh, Dan Quinn. Of course, we all know that. We talked about that. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a step up or step down. Really, I mean, was Mike Zimmer a, a defensive minded coach? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Has their offense was so conservative? It, it was kind of like the old. Run on first down, run on second down, uh, pray on third down, do a little rollout like screen. Uh, he's the type of coach that if he saw his uh, quarterback running too much, he'd t- take him out of the game or, or just run at the rest of the game. The, probably one of the most defensive minded coaches I've ever seen. There was no creativity, no nothing. Um, but I would say the defenses, uh, especially in like 2017, 2018, uh, you know, the, the game where he played the Mir- Minneapolis Miracle happened uh, that year, uh, is a bunch of bunch of great defensive players combined with a great defensive game plan so he credit you know is credit where credit's due like he's a good defensive coach is he a, a head coach worthy hell no but I, I still think he can make an impact for the cowboys if he does it right and it's the cowboys so at the end of the day what can we really expect right that's what i'm thinking brandon do you want to talk about the 
the Lions uh, new signing? Yeah, man. Um, so the Lions signed a Canadian Football League's Defensive Player of the Year, Matthew Bettis or Betts, Matthew Betts. I believe that's how you say it. He's Canadian born. Um, he played for the BC Lions, and I think I think the I think that's British Columbia. Could be wrong. Are you playing hockey, eh? Big hockey guy, eh? Eh? Sticking puck or Um, what? Um, no, I don't think he did any of that. I think he's a football guy. He was, Uh, he went to the Bears in 2019 as an undrafted player, but then uh, got cut soon after. But um, last season he had for the BC Lions, he had 18 sacks in 18 games. I mean, he got 18 sacks a game, which or not 18 sacks a game, one sack a game, which I mean that's that's not bad. I mean. 18 sacks a game. Canadian football league, what are you guys doing? Yeah, that's insane. Sign me up. He had 44 tackles, three forced fumbles, and a block kick. I think he's he's listed at 6'3", 225. Um, That's little. I don't know if he plays. I think he was listed as defensive lineman for the Columbia League or Canadian League, but the Lions are going to think maybe they said linebacker. I don't know. I think it'll. Hopefully, it's good. I mean, the Lions don't just sign anyone because they have to. Like, yeah, they fit do. Their culture. No, they have to they fit really their do. culture. Um, because if the Lions just sign anyone, we would just be throwing money at Justin Jefferson. Yeah, but, but he would. He would never want to sign. Them. I'm sure they will, though. They'll probably try to throw something at him. And wait, you said you said that they they, they only sign people that fit with their culture. So like like Jameson Williams and the big gambler guy, or <laughs> other stuff like that. did he fit with the Detroit culture or what? You know he's got that grit because you need grit and determination in order to place a bet. In yeah, he did. Yeah, he did You know how much ball? You know how many balls yeah. that takes? You're right. You're right. No, for sure. I I agree. Um, he 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 had the grit and and he had what it took to sit out those six games on his couch watching you guys. I really respect uh, it. It was it was changed to four because the NFL realized that uh, their was corrupt. Oh, gotcha. Okay, they came back week five. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, no, I I I look forward to seeing uh, what the what the Lions do on their practice squad with this guy. So yeah, hopefully he makes it to the fifty three man roster. That'd be cool. Our linebackers are pretty. I mean, Alex Anzalone, Jack He's Campbell, good. and we have Malcolm Rodriguez, but he they be putting him at like fullback. Yeah, probably. And moving on, we got the New York Knicks uh, filing a protest after a terrible call uh, in, in a game against the Rockets. Josh, you want to talk about that? Yeah, I mean, as a ref my myself, you know, as an official official, uh, the greatest of all time ref, okay. they would say, uh, definitely a terrible call. Like, even, it was pretty bad. I mean, you, you review everything, so I don't know why they couldn't, like, review that and say, yeah, they wouldn't have foul. Describe like, what happened, Josh, on the, on the call. Well, I mean, it was kind of like a desperation. They were, I was about, I would say, about twenty-eight foot, twenty or thirty-foot three-point attempt. Uh, Brunson, he's running at him, full speed, close out, last-second shot. But Brunson, he kind of stops short, and he has his hand up, and the guy is out of control trying to shoot the shot, and it kind of looks like Brunson hit him, but he was running by him. And as the guy is releasing the shot, Brunson's hand is contesting, and Brunson moves to the side. And the guy, is, it takes everything he has to get it up there to the rim. And it kind of looked like he hit him. But when you watch the replay in, in the ref's position, he should have seen that there's no yeah. contact. I mean, I don't know why you make that call. Dude had a parlay, had to make awesome. it, you know. 
And then him, that, you know, him and Jameson Williams had a parlay hooking <laughs> so. up. And, and, you know, usually that those, those things like aren't like, you know, refs miss calls, but when they openly admit after the game that they made a mistake in official reports, then you have a problem. Then you have something where like this obvious, like this changed the entire game, like without a doubt, like that they, the Knicks would have won the game 100%. And I, I saw a few weeks ago, I think it's been three maybe before this, uh, protests, uh, for, uh, incorrect calls in the games. I think. The Lakers might have done one for when LeBron's foot was. I mean, yeah, it's the Lakers. I'm surprised the Lakers didn't win. I think I'm pretty sure they have like a policy that if it's a team from California or or a big market team, like a, I mean, the Knicks are a big market team, so I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself. But usually, uh, the joke is the big market teams get the love from the NBA. But I think it was the Lakers when LeBron's foot when they're playing the Timberwolves was like kind of over the line on his birthday, uh, uh, and you know they're saying it was. I I maybe they they uh filed a protest a claim uh, i'm not sure i'm not confident but i know a couple other teams have i think atlanta was it atlanta or chicago a team with red in it that's all i remember uh, i did one earlier for a similar call um, but a bunch of these like calls where the refs miss um miss them and what's interesting about this one is the after the game the refs actually admitted in their post game report not admitted well i guess it is an uh, admit because like they're, they're acknowledging that they made the wrong call that completely changed the outcome of the game which i think that like if that happens you there i I'm not opposed, me personally, I don't know about you guys, to having the results change. I know it doesn't happen in any other sport, but if it's something like this, do you guys think that this should be a thing? Like, should they be, should the no. NBA be allowed to change the call? Even if, like, what if it's, what if it's game seven of the NBA finals? Like, is this really a thing we can do? Well, I mean, I, I think, in my opinion, like, they go and look at everything. So, like, at well, the, clearly in the not. last two minutes. Clearly not. In, in the last, let me finish. In the last two minutes, they go look at everything. So, like, out of bounds, they look at different things like that. If coach challenges it, Thibodeau didn't have a challenge. That's another thing. He didn't have one. If he had one, they would have challenged it and they would have got it reviewed. Coach can challenge it any time. It's just, he has one challenge. It's like NFL. kind of. But to review it, you have to, it's like uh, the, in the college, it's two minutes. You can't, everything goes under review pretty much. Uh, but in the NBA, I don't know if they have the two minute rule. I think it's more like just if they want to review it, they can review it any time. And, um, so, like, my thing is, first of all, Thibodeau, it's his fault that you have a challenge. But second of all, if we're going to go look at stuff, like, if we're going to go look at it, we need to go look at the most important part of the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if it's going to sure. decide the game, we're going to go look at it. Like, Should I'm he... not going to. At the same time, you can't take human error out of it or you're just going to be looking at the screen the whole game. So yeah, no, like, you're right. I understand that. Like, you can't. How I mean, many the games many are long games, enough? How many games have been like that? before the review and all that that people were like oh man that really sucks you know no. what i'm saying yeah no i i get what you're saying and, and you were right the the nba changed the um the rule back in 2022 or the 2021 2022 season where they changed it you can they can do the out of bounds challenge or challenge um in the final two minutes so that was that that was the thing um so you're right about that and i, I was gonna say you're right like there already is enough like initiated reviews in the nba fouls um, you know, there's, do, the, do these guys uh, ring any bells? Um, you know, Shea, Shea and uh, Joel Embiid. Do those, do those guys, uh, you know? I mean, one's an MVP candidate, the other one's on the bench. So, I mean, why is he? Okay, well, that's not fair. He's not. Well, he's, what? Okay, he's on the bench because that's why, just you know? crazy. He's an injury, but whatever. is he on the bench? Yes or no? Oh, Jesus. Okay. Okay, buddy. But you know what I'm trying to say. I, I I agree with you that the games are already long enough, and and maybe Thibodeau should have saved a challenge. But at the same time, like. It, it's hard to it's hard to justify 
the Rockets getting a win in this case. Like they have an extra win in the win column, and the and the the Knicks have an extra loss in the loss column because of a terrible call by a referee. And if that's just like how it is, then I I don't know. That doesn't really sit well with me. But I also can't really think of any other you know great ways to 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 resolve that. I don't know, Brandon. Do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I did see the video. Um, I honestly I don't think you make that call that time. I mean, I don't. It wasn't the game time. At the, end, I don't, at the end of the game, as a ref, I you don't. I mean, you I think you just let, let the game out. go to overtime. But you could argue, like, because yeah, it was tied, right? Well, Josh, yeah. you ref fourth graders, and these guys ref grown men. Oh, no, so. I re- hey, I ref some high school ball. Okay. Oh, never mind. Was the game tied? That's all, yeah. that's all we need to know. Yeah, the game was tied. Yeah, when they okay. called out. Oh, you're talking. I mean, yeah. I don't. You know, what are the odds that guy hits that shot? I mean, I don't think Jalen Brunson fouled him, but, like, I don't know. I don't think you have to, you know, go all out for that block like he did. And so maybe that's why they called it because, you know, obviously, like, it's when they slow it down, like, you could tell it's not a foul. But in the moment, you probably looks like a foul, but I don't think you call it just because you could let the game go to overtime. I know people would be tired and everything, but it's you'd rather let them play to determine the outcome then let your call determine the outcome no i agree you know I mean? like you don't want to be that ref that's like all right here you go you get three free shots with zero time on the clock to win the game i yeah. agree 100 percent. but like at the same time i'm i'm not gonna let a dude just punch a dude you know what i'm saying like that logic it doesn't work always but at this case in this case yes i think more it was more of an anticipation foul he thought brunson was gonna hit him and uh i don't know it's, I, it's, it's are, are a lot of the game and i mean i i understand the whole human error like aspect human error is like or the, the whole human aspect of refs is such a big part of sports it will never change as much as like the Im- technology improves i don't think they'll ever it's just a, it's i don't just think it should either though and you know i i would agree it, it, it maybe it shouldn't um mm-hmm. and you know what i was saying earlier maybe i got it too carried away but yeah. at the same time there does need to be like and I, I disagree with the people who say that they should be held accountable with fines, but there should definitely be like a uh, like an internal system that they use to maybe the, the refs. The be, refs? No, I, I said I disagree with people who on Twitter who, who are brain dead who say that the refs should get fined for bad calls. I think that's dumb. I think yeah. that they're not trying to. I don't. I, I I know for a fact that these refs aren't trying to make these bad calls. Well, maybe you not. won't have any, You won't have any refs left. Sure, if exactly, you do that. Yeah, sure. That's what I'm saying. But but I do agree with maybe there should be like an internal system where the refs, you know, the the refs who make the best or like the calls at the highest they rate, do. get to the coach the playoff games or get bonus. I, I, you know, they, they do. They, do. Uh, they have okay. a they have a system for that. I know, but like a like a internal for the, a ra- the finals. Ra- yeah, it's a rating system. Oh, I know they they, do. they have it for high school and college. I know oh, for sure. Okay. I don't know how NBA works. But yeah, like, I'm not I sure. Just, That's why I was I was proposing. High school, I never heard of it. I know they did it. In, I didn't know they did. I know I know they did it in college, but I wasn't sure about the NBA. High school. I think they do it better in college. Like I I think they have like actual like retired refs go watch refs and then rate them. That'd be scary, but, don't you think? Like being a ref and like having people like, well, but at the same time, like you, you should be good at your watching. job. It's not like it's a new thing. You already have people watching you. So like somebody sure. come in and grade you, you just do your job. I mean, and every like other that. job has that. Like you'll be an accountant at some right. company and there'll be someone watching you. So I, I, I think it's fair. It's also right. a lot of high pressure. The only bad thing is, I don't know how the NBA does it, but I know high school, is, it was bad from Kentucky, in Kentucky. Like they let the coaches rate you. So it becomes a little oh. political. Yeah, that's definitely political. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it works in the NBA. I don't know if coaches rate. I know you can at least uh, you can say like you don't want this ref. Like you get one of those. I don't know. Oh, really? Like 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 Rainbow Six Siege? Like you get a ban a map? 
Interesting. Yeah, kinda. No, so it's kind of like that. I think I definitely think there's some conflict of interest if it's a coach for obvious reasons. You guys want to talk about the NBA All Star Weekend in Indianapolis this year? I think Brandon's got it. Brandon, yeah, you got man, this? I'll go over it. Hell yeah, let's see it. Okay. Um, so obviously we have the NBA All Star Weekend um, reverted back to East versus West, which I think is great. Um, you know, I don't hate the drafting because it's like the draft's cool and everything, but I think. East versus West is more of what they would call the OG. You know, that's like what I grew up watching. Obviously, that's probably what Josh and Coleman grew up watching, although Josh is an old head. Yeah. Well, but no, I How mean. How am I the old head? Because I don't do that. Are you the oldest? Wait, wait. What are your guys' birthdays? I'm about to be 20 on Monday. Be... Oh, you're right. It's on. Wait, what day? Wait, what day is it? For... Wait, what number? Monday. 19th well happy early birthday man i should know that so 19th so you're a few days older than me mine's march 1st and brandon are you already 20 no when do you turn 20 like june 30th that's right i remember from last year okay so june 30th so brandon's the youngest and and josh is I the guess old i am the old head yeah you are the old head man by a couple days Crazy. yeah i knew that anyway you know like i said east first west is the best thing that they could do on friday they have the nba all-star celebrity game I think, yeah, I might tune into that to see which celebrities are, you know, really real hoopers. I think it's um Shannon Sharp's team versus Ooh. Stephen A. Smith. Wait, so they're coaching or are they playing? They're coaching. Oh, okay. dang. Imagine if... Imagine Shannon Sharp could probably go in there. Yeah, yeah. get Unk in there. Stephen A. Smith um, would get demolished, and I, I would be so happy to watch that. And then after the Celebrity All-Star game, they have the Rising Stars game they have a semi-final one semi-final two and then the final so i believe there's four teams for that and then on saturday is when they do they have the kia skills challenge the starry three-point contest the steph versus sabrina three-point challenge Ooh. i have the dunk contest and then sunday is obviously they have the 73rd nba all-star game Wait, Brennan, the the Sabrina versus Steph, that's the dunk contest, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. They're getting a little hoops. No. They're going to set up the the eight-footers for Steph. Yeah. <laughs> but we on our on our thing we have we're going to choose who we think is going to win the three-point contest. Who we think is going to win the dunk contest and then the skills contest. But, and, and Brennan, I, I disagree with what you said. I think it's who who we know would win. And obviously referring to me and my picks. But get, you can keep going. I mean, so yeah, it's, it's who we know who will win except for the skills contest. Because we all wanted to choose different teams. So, I mean, I obviously knew that team Indiana would win. But we'll get to that. But I think um, East versus West, we already told y'all who's playing last the last couple of podcasts i believe so let's just get right into the three-point contest who they believe is going to win we'll start with josh yeah you know and why uh, i need good reasoning i need oh, persuasion good, good reasoning all right so i picked uh <laughs> i picked trey young you know babyface trey the assassin killer you know um he's balding so that kind of like aerodynamics you know do, really do you relate with him or, or no do I, do I relate with him? No, yeah, I don't. I'm not balding. balding. No. Oh, okay. My fault. I'm not balding. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, gotcha. But, you know, Trey, he's been on a tear lately, and I think he wants to prove why he should have been uh, in the game. So cool. Trey Young, should, should, am I up next? Do I, do I give my pick? Yeah, you go next, bro. Well, there's we this. Listen to your terrible picks. That's fine. Well, there's this, um, there's this player, and, he, and he, he's from a. Uh, you know he's he's a Minnesota guy now. Uh, he's not from Minnesota. I think he's from New Jersey. New Jersey, and he you know played basketball oh. in Kentucky. 
Is he not from yeah, Juju Jersey? Like, I thought he's yeah, from. He, uh, from New, he is from New Jersey. That's what I said. Where did where did he really come from? I, that's what I was about to say. He's, he's a big UK guy. Uh, you act like I, I wouldn't like mention the that. Like, I'm not a UK fan. Time. Yeah, you act like I wouldn't <laughs> say that. That I you act like I wouldn't say that, man. I'm a UK fan. All right. Anyway, so yeah. Carl Anthony Towns, man, he's won it before. Didn't win it last year, but I don't think he was playing. I don't think he was in it last year because he was injured. But he is. You know, your 2024, I mean, I can just say it now, 2024 three-point contest champion. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'm confident that he's going to win it. He's the best shooting big of all time. Josh and Brennan and I have all had the, you know, we're planning on doing a debate or a courtroom topic, you know, reviving the courtroom for those OG listeners where we used to do the arguments. Uh, a little argument session, a little courtroom session on the best shooting bigs of all time. You know, Dirk, we got... And Brandon um, brought up KD. I don't think KD's. Cons- I don't think he can be considered in that conversation. He's not a big. Like, come on. Uh, and so we were talking about that. And that's my pick, Cat. Uh, he he won before. Uh, like I said, he's the best shooting big man of all time, and 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 I'm very confident he's gonna win. So, Brandon, what's your pick? Um, my pick, dude. I'm torn. You know, I have I have you know I obviously I don't want to pick the same as y'all. Um, I you know I have six great options. I think I'm. You know, something, something in my gut just tell me to go with Jalen Brunson. I don't know what it is. So I'm uh, just going to listen to my gut. Um, Jalen, I mean, probably the, it's probably the bad food you ate earlier. Let's be real. Probably, mm-hmm. Dude, I got a story to tell you all after this. But, yeah. Um. Anyway, I, you know, Damon Lillard's still participating. He won last year. I was sleeping on him. I just don't think, you know, this year, you know, he already won. He's not going to try. I mean, it doesn't mean the same. Uh, Tyrese Halburn, you know, shoddy has got a whack jumper. <laughs> yeah, but he is at home. I was thinking about that when you, you mentioned Ooh, it. He is not on the crowd. They're going to be hyped when he hits a shot, if he hits a shot. You know, you got to think. But I just think, you know, Jalen Brunson, if y'all didn't notice, he's the only lefty on the list. I really just think it's, you know, something different. I he think, I think you know, if Luka was in this thing, give me Luka. I mean, Luka, I'm not glazing, but he's the wettest jump. Have you not watched Devin Booker? Oh, that now that you know that that was blazing originally, but this is Hall of Fame level. All right, anyway, let's just move on. Jalen Brunson obviously gonna win. I think he's done a decent year this year shooting. Um, I was gonna go with Malik Beasley uh, just because he has the highest three point percentage out of all these guys, but I didn't because that's a casual pick. Where's so Grayson I'm Allen? Play. I'm gonna go why with Jalen Brunson. Why isn't Grayson Allen on here? I, I actually would like to see Grayson Allen here. If Grayson Allen was on here, I'd pick him. He's, why he's like you, shooting. Why would you want to see Grayson Allen? Huh? Because he's shooting like 50% from three, and he's a menace, and people hate him. Okay. And people hate him. That's probably probably what I would say. All right. What's up next, Brennan? Up next, we obviously have... We have... Well, up next would be Steph versus Sabrina, but we'll just, you know, go over that. I think we all know who we're picking. Um, I'm picking Sabrina. I'm picking Sabrina. I have it locked up. Next, we have the NBA dunk contest. We have Jalen Brown. Mac McClung, who obviously, if y'all watched it last year, really revised the dunk contest. We have Jacob Toppin and um, Jamie Jaquez Jr. Um, I saw someone said that it's not even NBA players anymore, which is right. I mean, I don't even know. Is I Jacob mean, Toppin even on a team? Or is he I don't think so. He's, he's on the G League, right? Think, yeah, Indiana. G League affiliate for uh, the New York Knicks. All for the Knicks. That's what That's it says. Cool. I mean, obviously – um we'll let josh go first just like last time but josh how do you know that about jacob i think okay because he's the goat i mean what do you mean where'd where he go to school the greatest university of all time university okay. of kentucky just I checking mean. in no wonder he's on the bench you can cut that <laughs> um yo can you name a michigan player in the nba jordan Poole. 
besides Jordan Poole? Duncan Robinson. Ooh. All right. Okay. Name Damn! Give me, <laughs> give me five. Give me five good ones. Uh, Juan Howard Jr. Wow. I said good uh, ones. Trey Lyles. Dang. Wait, what? Wait, what? To, he went to Kentucky, you idiot. Trey no, Lyles. Wait, what's that? No, what's that guy's name? Hold on. Trey Burke. Trey, Trey Burke, Burke. Yeah. Yeah. Trash. You um, don't even know. Fake fan. It's a trade, dude. <laughs> he shot up. We're trying to have a Kentucky versus Michigan argument, and he names a Kentucky guy. That's yeah. Like, what an I idiot. respect. No, but I respect the I, dude. He he do he knows his guys. He knows his Michigan guys. Come on, bro. No, Hunter Dickinson will be in there. What, he's right, in, he will he's not. Along. He's pre. He's uh pre pre uh pre firing that one. He will. All right, not anyway, make it to the NBA. Josh, who's your pick for the dunk contest? Well, I think it's pretty clear. I'm going with Jacob Toppin. You know, Jeez. uh, brother to Ob Toppin, another great uh dunker. Did he, he win some it? Good dunks at, he had some good dunks at UK. You know, he had, he did it at 360 at Arkansas. I remember it, that was pretty intense. Oh. That was pretty. It was a good game. Uh, I don't know if we won that one or not. To be honest, my pick is uh, unfortunately. I, I said unfortunately because oh, Coleman, you can go with my guy if you want. I'll let. I, you. I want no, no, no. It's it's fair. You got him first. You picked him first. No, no. You can go with him because I'd rather hey. go with this other guy. Oh, you wait, really? Okay. Well, yeah. in that case, I'm I'm definitely changing my mind. And and we'll we'll not we'll never say his name. Um uh but I I had a different guy picked, but I am now going to uh pick Mac McClung, the the reigning champ. Uh, I know it's the you know the cliche pick, whatever. Brandon was mentioning how he kind of revived the the dunk contest, which he did. Um uh, but I would say that I think he has a good chance to win it again. And I, I it's sad because like he has super high expectations. I bet he's the favorite to win it. I haven't looked at the lines. I'm sure there's a line for that. There's a line for everything. Do people are betting on the Gatorade color of the so yeah, anyway, you know what I mean. And um so I, I think Mac McClung's gonna win. That's all I gotta say. Brandon, who do you got? Um, I was just gonna let you know that Mac McClung is uh negative two twenty five on bet MGM, negative one fifty on FanDuel, negative one fifty on DraftKings. So if you bet on uh, him, he's obviously the favorite. You're not gonna win any money unless you bet like millions. And let me just tell you, I ain't got money like that. I do, so it's okay. My pick is gonna be Jamie Jacquez Jr. Um obviously at least say his name right. What is it, Jaquez? Jaquez. Jamie Jaquez Jr. No, 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 no. Hami Hame Jaquez Jr. Oh my gosh, dude. I'm picking Hami Jaquez Jr. as Butchered Coleman. it again. It's all right though. Keep going. As Coleman's, you know, trying to teach me the name. I'm just a you know, I'm just a southern boy. I don't have they can't roll my R's and everything. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Um, you know, I just while I was sitting here thinking about it, I was getting flashbacks, you know, and I was like flashing back to an Instagram re- reel of that I Where saw. The trees? Of Jamie Duncan or Hame, I don't know how you say it. He was Duncan back in high school. Let me tell you, this this boy was throwing down. So I'm just gonna go with him. Obviously, Mac McClung's the favorite, but I'm not. You know, I'm gonna use my brain a little. You know, I'm just gonna use. Oh my wow! Brain, I think a new a new uh new revelation here in this whole Brandon Brandon Harkey arc. He's gonna start using his brain. Maybe that'll help you pick. Or actually, I can't say that because you're actually in the lead for the games we're picking. Well, I'm just kind of picking on you today, man. I'm sorry. Keep going. It's good, but uh, that's my pick. Obviously, he's gonna be the winner. So we'll move on to the skills contest. Um, skills contest is the thing where they do. You know, back in the day, it was single player. I believe they didn't have these teams. So I don't know, but I remember back in the day, it was like you would pass, um, uh, like in this net, you'd do a bounce pass, shoot a free throw, lay up. I think it was like in with you had to do like a three point or two. They I used to so. race each other. They've changed it multiple times. Like it yeah. used to be times, then they did races. Now it's teams of three. So the first team we have is um 
team Indiana, obviously, because they're hosting, and that's Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Leonard, and Benedict Matherin, I believe. Did I, is that right? Yep. And then yep. for the other team, we have they have it called Team Top Picks. So it's uh, people that were drafted first overall. They have, obviously, Victor Wembenyama, um, Anthony Edwards, I guess, and um, Paulo Bancuro. Um, that's a good team. And we have Team All-Star. Um, I believe that's Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, and um, someone else. But let me let me go. Scotty Barnes, FSU legend. Scotty Barnes, there it is. Thank you. Um, Very special player. Yeah, he's some special, special lost. Um, that Those are the three teams. Uh, Coleman, if y'all didn't know, obviously would go with the team where his – father's on so Coleman what yep. team did you choose I chose the team with Anthony Edwards on it I don't know who those two other guys are I don't know who Victor Wembanyama is sounds like a bum I don't know who Paulo Bancaro is uh also sounds like a bum but I I know that one guy on there is not a bum his name is Anthony Edwards and out of all the players on there he might have the worst handles like even worse than like Miles Turner um but at the same time I'm still going with my man so that's what that's what I'm going for thank you thank you uh Josh what team did you pick man you know, I did go with a kind of casual pick, but at the same time, I think it's just going to win me it. So I, I went team all-stars. They're all-stars for a reason. Uh, and like Coleman said, I'm not going to pick Ant. Dude's whack. Limby, too tall. Hollow went to Duke. So that's out. And then team Indiana is just a bunch of bums. And Indiana's bums. So like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Dude, we're trying to get sponsors here, Josh. We can't just be calling out the NBA all-star hosting now team. We can, now we can rule out the... Indian. Now we can rule out the Indiana Pacers forever sponsoring the Wild Cards podcast. Great yeah, job. There you make us biased, though. You can't do that. Right. So right. It helped us out. Um, obviously, we're all trying to pick different teams. So I got Team Indiana, which I don't hate. I think Tyrese Halliburton leads the league in assists. So obviously, he knows how to sling that rock. So, I mean, you know, all he has to do. I don't know what they do, but let me tell you, he'll sling that thing. Benedict Matherin, I believe, is a... The second year guy, rookie last year, he's got potential, kind of like Jay Nivey. Um, just okay. Good. And then we have Miles Turner. Um, forgot, you know, Big Dog was still in the league. He's been there for a bit, but I think that team will perform. Forgot my bro is in the league. He's like pretty good. Anyway. Yeah, but, you know, after the bubble, he had the injuries and everything. No, for sure. No, yeah, I, I agree. He's definitely, but I, I still think uh, Miles Turner. I mean, I, I know he's it's extremely productive in the pick and roll. From what I've been reading, uh, some numbers. You know, I've been I've been studying up on some NBA numbers. So I feel like I should have got a better handle on some advanced metrics. I'm pretty sure he's like top couple Maybe. centers in the league for pick and roll. You should probably spend that time studying on uh, school. You know, organic chemistry. Yeah, probably. Um, Are you taking? Yeah, it's thing? just yeah. I'm in organic. Uh, that? Attempting it. It's all right, man. It's it's it's, it's going well. I'm probably not gonna ace the class, but you know. Anything still on the table? It's only been one test. Anyway, let's let's go, let's go back to the <laughs> little, little course update for me. Um, you guys want to talk about our picks for the week and, and our uh, picks overall? Yeah, I mean we can. Yeah, uh, I, I mean I guess I'll talk about last week. You know, uh-huh. um, last week total, uh, I went seven and three, which is pretty good. I'm not not bad, not a bad week. Uh, Brandon also went seven and three, so congrats to Brandon on that. And then. Thanks, Bowman man. brought brought up the rear here. I mean, at five and five, and that's still fifty percent though. It's not that bad. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to you know bring Someone's up the end. Be last, you know. Yeah, yeah. Make sure everyone's still on course. I mean, really, did we miss any picks? Well, I mean, me and Brandon called the Texas Tech upset, which they got troused. Yeah, uh, that was Kansas good. Did. 
Yeah, Kansas got Kansas got killed. That was a really bad pick by me. Yeah. The same day, um, I picked the Nuggets to be the Bucks. Also lost by like twenty. Also lost that one. And um, then we all lost the Clippers one. Yeah, that was a rough one. I th I thought. Uh, well, not not for me. I mean, I I was surprised with how good the Timberwolves did against them. And they then, looked dominant. And then y'all made fun of me for picking the Kings versus the Nuggets, and the Kings I did. won. Yep. And then, of course, the 49ers lost, and y'all picked the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that's so. one where you had one. I, I, I was kind of, I'm not going to lie, I was pretty confident in the Chiefs winning that game. I, I mean, uh, it's easy to say that for, in retrospect, but at least I have this to back me up. I was pretty confident it's Mahomes. Um, but anyway, that's just a little side note. Yeah, so the running total now is uh, I am at 27 and 23, 54%. Brandon has taken over the lead at 30 and 20, 60%, and Coleman is at 29 and 21, 58%. So, so if you, I'm in the middle. Yeah, if you want to do some quick math, you know, Brandon, I mean, Coleman's one game off from Brandon. I am two games off from Coleman and three off from Brandon. So uh, this week might determine a lot, boys. It might just be uh, good. A nail We're at the halfway here. mark. Halfway mark. We got five more weeks to go. And again, if you guys are new, uh, we of course pick ten games every week. Ten, uh, hopefully, you know, we try to pick games that are like somewhat competitive. We pick games that are, you know, this it, week is actually win. really good. This this week is a lot of college basketball. So if you're a college basketball fan, make sure to pay attention. Um, but um, obviously, we pick ten games, and the in the losers, whoever has the least games out of the hundred games we pick, we're doing ten weeks of ten games. Whoever has the least amount of games won is going to have to buy. Uh, all of us, us three, not all of us, sorry sorry, guys listening, but us three are going to go out to expensive, ex very extravagant restaurant like Burger King or Wendy's, and they're going to buy uh, buy us a lot of food. Um, and I'm just kidding, of course. We're probably going to go to like five-star Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. What are the games we got this week, Brandon? Um, first on the slate, on Friday, we have New Mexico at San Diego State. Um, me and Josh went with San Diego State as they were, I believe, in the Final Four last year of college basketball. At least that was my choice of the March Madness. And uh, Coleman you chose it based on what they did last year. That's pretty. Uh, casual. Yeah, that's pretty okay. casual, actually. I, and, I, I, uh, did, I didn't do that. So. Yeah, me neither. So it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, because Coleman went with New Mexico. So Coleman, why do you believe in? I I don't know. Are they still the Aztecs? Yeah. Um, or wait, no, that's in New Mexico. No, that's New. That's, that's New Mexico State. State. That's no, that's New, that's New Mexico State. That's the Ag no, that's the Aggies. Aren't they the Wolfpack? The uh, New Mexico? The Lobos. Lobos. Lobo. L-O-B-O. The, so the I'm sticking with yeah. the University of New Mexico Lobos. Um, because I, I'm a strong believer. Uh, you know, my, my, my families, most of them are from New Mexico. Uh dad went to school there. A lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of history in New Mexico. I'm rocking with my dogs, um, and that's basically it. Just, just family connection. And I think it's a, pretty much a toss-up. They're on the road, but I, I still think it's a close game. I don't think San Diego State's nearly what they were last year. Uh, two unranked teams, but yeah. Moving on to Saturday, what do we got? Um, on Saturday, we have four games. We have Texas at number three, Houston. Um, we all went with Houston on this one. I believe Houston's uh, just a better team. Uh, we won't speak much about that one. Uh, next game on Saturday, we have number nine, Duke at. Florida State. Me and Coleman went with Duke as <laughs> I'm just a Zion, you know. <clears throat> Duke better than Kentucky. Um, but Ooh. and, and All right, get him off the Josh podcast. went with get Florida him off the podcast. State. Josh, why did you choose Florida State? Well, I I go to school at Florida State first. Oh, what of a all, loser! First and foremost. You, go to, you go to Florida State. What a loser, dude! What an absolute bonehead. Um, but also, I feel like they played it real close with Carolina and North Carolina. Uh, the two games that they played them, um, they played really good at home, which is where this game's going to be at. 
uh, I feel like it's, I wouldn't say it's a tough environment to come in and play. <laughs> At all. It's bad. I would it's, say it's... like, this would be the, this would be the peak. You know what I'm saying? Like if it's going to be any good, it's going to be this weekend. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are going to show out. I wish I could go. Can't go. Um, but if I was there, they would definitely lose. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm praying for my FSU brothers, my uh, people I go to school with play good, you know? Heck yeah. All right, good pick, good pick. Um, I would say the best game of the week, we have uh, number four Marquette at number one UConn. Josh and Coleman both went with UConn. I'm choosing my upset of the week to be Marquette over UConn. Um, you know, UConn, I believe, is undefeated at home. Um, Marquette, four, I think they're 4-4 four and four on the road this year. Okay, so UConn, they're 13-0 at home this year, and Marquette's 6-3 and three on the road. Um, Marquette's a very good team. Obviously, they're on an eight-game winner right now as of, we're recording this podcast. UConn's on a 12-game win streak, but I think, you know, obviously, all good win streaks must come to an end. I think Marquette is the best team that has, you know, the chance to beat them. I think Marquette um, – I think, you know, they're always my March Madness pick to make it to, like, the Elite Eight. So, hopefully they can do me proud right here and just beat UConn. For sure. But, I'm be, I'm be real, though. Like, I honestly thought about picking Marquette. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, I can't pick against UConn. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not yeah. the fact that I wouldn't pick Marquette. So, I can't pick against UConn. That's sure. pretty much my thought process. Got it. Um, I, also, I also picked a... Marquette because we have UConn Creighton later and I didn't want to you know UConn they can't they can't win them both can they they can't do that sure you're so, right well actually no you're not you're not right you're not right but sure I'll, I'll say you're right next game, we have, next game we have is uh, number 22 Kentucky at number 13 Auburn this is the battle of the cats um Josh obviously sticking with his team Kentucky um he's never gonna let them down um, they might let him down, but let me know. Oh, they will. Let me tell you. There's, what is that thing? Oh, if they've Kentucky, let me down, but they're back. What is it? What is it? it? I don't know like what the saying is, but if Kentucky has one fan, Josh is that fan. If Kentucky has no fans, Josh is dead. So, yeah. But yeah. Me Coleman, if we have a million fans, Coleman's not a fan. That's no, I'm a fan. Listen, I'm a fan, but it's hard to be a fan. So I'm, I'm always it is hard to be a fan, but you got to there. Especially when Kentucky, uh, for the first time since, I think, in the 1960s, 70s or maybe in the 60s. 1966 lost three in a row at Rupp Arena. Um, wow, so yeah. there's that. But so uh, and it, it's Kentucky versus Auburn. So me and Coleman went with Auburn. Um, there's really no need to let Josh rant about why he chose Kentucky because that yeah. would Can probably I just give us like, concise like thing. Sure. Go yeah, for I it. mean, if, if you could keep it concise, if you have to, sure. Well, I feel like uh, Kentucky has now gotten the, ro- I feel like Cal's finally got his rotation down. I mean, he, he talked about. Having a new team in the midseason, which he has, um, I think you got to play a do more. Trey Mitchell just got hurt. I don't know what's happened with his shoulder, but I think he'll be back. Or if not, I don't think it's a big loss. You got a good rim protector in Onyenzo, Reed Shepard, Rob Dillingham, and now Justin Edwards have really come on. Uh, in two games, you, and of course you got Antonio Reeves. He's a steady hand, especially at road games in the SEC. So I think that crowds gonna be rocking. I think Kentucky is going to try to prove themselves this weekend because they need one of these wins. You know what I'm saying? They need to win an SEC road game against a good team. That's a good explanation there, Josh. Way to keep it concise, man. Next, we'll move on. Sunday, it's the NBA All-Star. We have an Eastern Conference versus the Western Conference. Um, Josh Coleman went with the Western Conference. Can I say why? Yeah. 
when we have in our league, in my league, in my league, in my league, when Bam Adebayo is the best option for center in the Eastern Conference uh, available, obviously, then then we have a problem. All right, this is a this is a travesty. This is a national travesty. And and Brandon, I want to hear why you picked the Eastern Conference because obviously Joel Embiid's out. But I, let me know. Let me know why I should have any faith in, in you and your in your pick. Um, you ever heard of a guy named Giannis? Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, he's probably one of the best basketball players of our generation. Um, Run and dunk. Uh, call it what you want. I think he's. I mean, obviously, it's an NBA All Star game. It's not like it's not a real game. They're not gonna be playing defense. I just think um, the Pacers. They're an Eastern Conference team. They might be more favored, you know, to win at home. Um, okay. And I just think that is the dumbest thing I've ever. Heard. Basically, a home game for the Eastern Conference. If you okay. really think about it. Okay. And uh, I'm just kidding. You know, the Pacers are in the East. I gotta stick with the East. You okay. Know? Okay. That's my reasoning. Okay. I got uh, you. Thanks, man. On Monday, unless one of y'all wants to go, y'all, I think I'm flowing right now. You're flowing. Go yeah, for it. You're flowing, man. Right. Right. On Monday, we have number 10, Iowa State versus number 3, Houston. This is a good game. Um, we all chose Houston, although you really could lean either way. I think if Iowa State was at home, I would have gone with Iowa State. But I agree. 100%. I agree. 100%. It's just a, it's a tough game to like choose. You know, I think I'd rather like Houston's odds at home than oh, so. Next game we have is number 21, Virginia at Virginia Tech. Josh and Coleman both went with Tech there. Um, any reasoning? Well, they just sold the bag hard last night. Virginia did, yeah. Yeah, Vir sorry, Virginia. Virginia was uh, playing last night. I was uh, grabbing myself some Chick-fil-A from the campus Chick-fil-A uh, late at night. I needed to get me some. some, And I was just watching, and, and Pitt Pittsburgh just, just laid the hammer down. A kind of embarrassing loss for Virginia. It's a fall from grace, you know, from what they what they once were. And when I say what they once were, I'm talking about when they lost to uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County, the, the number 16 seed in the in the. But before that, they're they were pretty good. So you have to give them some credit. But they've really taken a, a step back since, and uh, they they need to find themselves uh, struggling against you know low tier opponents. Uh, that's a good explanation there. Um, uh, I went with Virginia just because of. You know, they're a good team. Uh, I don't know why y'all are hating on Virginia, man. I think this is the battle of the Virginias. And uh, just give me the give me the team that's ranked. You feel me? Sure. For sure. Yeah, it's um, such a casual pick. I mean, we did we literally talked about how in college basketball, it's better to be unranked at home playing a top 25 team than it is to be the other way around. Sometimes. That's fine. No, I mean, it's true. 30, but it doesn't always work. It doesn't always work like that, Josh. Yeah, like four to thirty-three with AP top ten teams on the road at unranked teams. On Tuesday, we have number one UConn at number seventeen Creighton. Um, Y'all we, we went with UConn. I almost went with Creighton, but I had gone with Marquette, and you know UConn does not lose twice, but they do lose once. Let me tell you. Sure. Um, but that we all went with UConn there, and then our last game of the week, we have number twelve Baylor. At number nineteen, BYU University. Um, Coleman Brigham Young with, University. University. <laughs> Coleman went with BYU. Me, me and Josh went with Baylor. Um, I'll let Josh speak for us because you know. You know, um, to be honest with you, it was kind of a toss-up again for me. Like these are really good games. So, really, Baylor. I feel like they need a good win on the road. They won a lot at home. Uh, and especially in the Big 12, you got to win your games. 
even though they're number 12 right now, I mean, they're one or two losses away from being out of top 25. So I think if they lose this BYU game, they become like a number 20-ish team. And then it you got to know you got to win this game. So I think the same thing for BYU, but I think BYU has a less talented team. I think they're older and more mature, but I think Baylor is uh, – their talent is superior. They do have some older players on their team, and they also have a good um, freshman called Jacoby Walter. Uh, he, he's talented. You know, he's one of the top five freshmen in the nation. Uh, but, yeah, I think he's going to have a standout game sometime soon. So. Oh, done. Thank you, Josh, for that good explanation. And that, that concludes – uh, the picks for this week, I believe that concludes the podcast for this week. Um, I will mention for any uh, golf viewers out there, Tiger Woods is playing this week in the Guinness Invitational. Um, yeah, and so, also, did you see the Sunday Red stuff he dropped? Yeah, I did with Taylor Made Partnership. I believe big, it's big called Golf Guys. It's called Sunday Red. It's um three words. Um, so yeah, you know why they did that? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, it's like a Harvard study says it's better. Oh, no, I thought the trademark Sunday Red was already taken, so they just cut it up. I mean, that could be true, but I thought I saw a thing that says uh, three words. Uh, it's easier to remember, which, I mean, I guess it does make sense, but, you know, you would think Sunday as one word, so it's, I don't know. And I did see a thing, if you do Google the logo, um, each stripe on the tiger represents his uh, major wins, I believe. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Could be wrong, but, yeah. So, Tiger's back for the golf viewers out there. If you like NASCAR, Daytona 500 this weekend. Biggest race of the year. Start off the season. So, Big NASCAR guy over here. So, if, if you guys have... Oh, I love NASCAR. Big, if any questions about NASCAR, about def- definitely DM, uh, DM my boy Brandon. But without further ado, I think that will have to you know end, end our... Uh, podcast for this week i want to thank everyone for showing out you know the wild cards crew listening to the pod all the way through awesome real ones uh if you guys want to check out social medias you make sure to go to instagram look up show wild cards s-h-o-w-w-i-l-d-c-a-r-d-s there you'll find a link tree with all the links to anything you'll ever need about the show wild cards podcast and it, uh, if you do feel so inclined you can you know follow us on tiktok social medias anything like that but without that um or with that out of the way uh, i want to thank everyone for showing out and uh Peace. Peace, guys. Have a good week. Yeah. Peace, Peace guys. Appreciate it.